Letters. Welcome to the Blunt Letters Podcast. I'm your host, Electric, and I'm joined by Michaela Superstar. And Gerbil. Me. Me, me, me. My two computers. Two computers. Dude, you are just turning into like Inspector Gadget. Elon Musk. I, I just got I, I got a third one. I, I cleaned out a I cleaned I cleaned out a basement the other day and now I got a third one. I just need mm, power wow. so I'm gonna I'm gonna have one over here too. Alright, listen. I think at this point, if you have a third one, we've gotta get you on some like Paul Schaefer shit where you gotta be all like like you gotta like I gotta do something. I don't know. I'm gonna make you do something. Oh, that would be really cool. I don't know how we would do that. In GarageBand they even give you like a little keyboard you can play you know what yeah. i mean like on your screen so you can oh, even be yeah. like oh my god that'd be funny we get sophisticated over here now yeah he'll be like fart sound laugh i just made a fart sound we all you love the crazy kazoo <laughs> i do it's like your favorite <laughs> that's the one <laughs> Every every time I use it, I think of you. Yeah. Anyway. It cracks me up. In our last episode that came out today, which is last episode for you guys, the listeners, I put a lot of whale sounds in. We were talking about the SETI scientists talking about whales. Yeah. It was awesome. (laughs) All right. So what are we talking about tonight? So Bozo. I don't know why I called you that. Sorry. (laughs) It just sounded funny. I'm feeling yeah. aggressive because I'm on the brown liquors. <laughs> Look out. We're talking about the Year of the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Lunar New Year. And Lunar New Year and Lupercalia. Happy Lupercalia. Joyous Lupercalia to both of you. Thank you. And we're talking about, um, oh, my God, plasma. Can you believe it? Oh, shit. Plasmas. Plasmas in the atmosphere acting like life? Yes. What? A new form of life, perhaps. Question mark? Question marks. New paper out. A new peer-reviewed, accepted scientific paper that was pretty dense to read, but we did the reading for you. And so hopefully we'll be able to explain it to you. We'll do our best. We'll link in the show notes for you to read it. I think I understand what's happening. Yeah. Same. And UFO jellyfish? Because the, there's a lot of mysterious ocean type things this year, it seems like, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Although these jellyfish these, were seen in the sky, not the sea. Yeah, they're just calling it that because of the way that they're shaped. Yeah, they do resemble jellyfish. It's true. But they don't really act like jellyfish. No. Anyway, there's been some new released videos, so we'll talk a little bit about that, which will lead us into... Electro- electromagnetic plasma in the atmosphere and what that could be. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What? <laughs> Entities. Now we know why. I'll give you a little spoiler. Now we know why they were using the word entities. In the UAP report. In all these UAP reports. Because mm-hmm. they use it again in the scientific report speaking about plasma entities what what we'll get do we got your attention yet it's wild yeah it's so exciting (laughs) it'll be hard science but you know (laughs) stay with us it's worth it (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know what that has shooting has to do with anything. That's plasma moving oh. so quickly in our atmosphere. Okay, yeah. okay. I see. That's what I imagine when I think of this uh, new study. I think about that sound as well. Interesting. I think mm-hmm. of vibrating. Oh, like a what does that sound like? What kind of vibration? Like like a, like a ten thousand bees, you know, inside oh. of a hive or something. Wow, you really painted a picture. I knew exactly what you meant right away. Cool. Yeah, man. I could see that. Anyway, there's a lot to say about. What plasma. the fuck are we talking about? What are you drinking? Hey, pal. What are you drinking? You're so high. What did you drink? Another <laughs> St. Ives edible or something? What happened to you? No, I just hit the bong a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can tell. It was great. And then <laughs> this is how you can really understand plasma life forms, though. Exactly. It honestly helps yeah, to, does. like, I read the information earlier and then, and then, and then you hit the bong. Yeah. Now I'm in! And, like,. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking deep cut, Mikhail. Thank you. I love um, <laughs> and then I was reflecting on it while I was there still. You go. Yeah, because that's I feel like that's the way that science really works. Yeah. You have to sit around and ponder it. Yes, many scientists are high as fuck. Yeah, yeah. you can't get stoned and then do the research. You can do the research and then get stoned. And then ponder it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah ponder. And then while I was pondering, I was like, you know what's been my favorite drink that I think about when I want a drink, but I'm not having it? No, I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> an introduction to this drink. The Cuba Libre. I had it oh. in December with you guys, and I have wanted it so many I times ju- since. I just talked about the Cuba Libre today. Did you? It's such a good drink. It it's rum. Uh, I used Meyer's Dark Rum, Coca-Cola, and a little bit of lime, and it's just so delightful. Yeah. Like, it's such a really cool, like, weird-ass drink that just tastes right together. Yeah. It's really good. They, I, I, oh, man, I went and I had Stark and Stormy at the movie theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. All about the rum today. Which is essentially the same thing, except for, like, you know, it's rum, lime, and ginger beer. Yeah, and I, I love was, a ginger. Oh, so Spicy. good. And, like, yeah. Yeah. It was so good, but I said I liked a Cuba Libre, and the guy was like, ah! like that as much and i was like nobody asked your opinion <laughs> i don't remember well, like, asking his opinion but anyway it's like coca-cola if coca-cola was better yeah. it's the only time it's i like, drink coca-cola yeah exactly yeah. it's like oh i didn't like coca-cola until i put rum and lime into it <laughs> and then I, my life was changed yeah, yeah. that's all yeah. funny it's changing me from the inside honestly if you put lime or lemon in a coca-cola just period it tastes better so that's true very oh, true yeah. i have to start doing that on the regular lime no it's don't amazing. start drinking coca-cola on the regular now you can die that way oh okay <laughs> i don't really like soda it's easy for me to yeah not drink. <laughs> dodged a bullet yeah it's okay I, we had a roommate that was addicted to coke and i felt like i was watching someone just kill themselves slowly with it i noticed uh, yeah, a lot of people when they get off the booze they go right to the coke she went off the booze sugar she went off the booze yo yeah, she was just, doing, just doing both ipa and coca-cola and <laughs> yeah, no water in between yeah, it's gross that'll, that'll get you yeah, yeah. I was no, like, yeah, that's true. I was like, don't do it. You know, when I was a kid, my parents stopped drinking, stopped drinking soda, like just ra- randomly. They were like, we're done. And then I 
didn't have any for all of my adolescence pretty much and i never craved it ever again i was like i don't care about this at all but if you put a little rum and lime in it apparently it'll get in you i have been thinking about drinking this Mm. more than most other cocktails sounds good so good like i said earlier today I totally forgot to go to the liquor store. I went to the movies instead and saw that movie, Out of Darkness, I think it was called. And then, but I did remember we got Maker's Mark a while ago. Yes. For cider. For cider. Emergency Maker's Mark. And since I was already drinking dark rum, I was like, well, fuck it. Brown brown liquors it is tonight, so. All right. What did you mix it with? Seltzer water. Oh, plain? Yeah. No. It's like orange flavored. Whatever the fuck I had the other day. I gave you one. It's orange strawberry. Oh. Well, you can't really tell. It's all right. (laughs) It's not that great. It's doing the job. It's doing. I I literally came home and was like, oh. And it was like, you have Peachtree, Maker's Mark, apparently strawberry fucking orange juice, seltzer water, and then uh, regular water and milk. So I was like, I think it's going to just have to be Maker's Mark and whatever the seltzer is. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't like whiskey as much as gin. It doesn't do the job as well. Like, you mix a little gin and seltzer, it's delicious. This is just like uh, watery whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to just drink straight whiskey because then I fucking, I can't do it anymore. It makes me gag. It, yeah, it makes me gag. I real. just drink yeah. so much of it. I, feel, I just like, I like burps. Yeah, same. That was like, that was my shit for so long. Uh, yep, same. What about over ice? No, what do you mean over ice? It's still straight whiskey. Like, give me a break. All right, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna no. drink it all okay, before that ice melts. So exactly. Yeah. Like, then you might as well just, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, this is whiskey with ice. It's just my ice melted so now I can drink my fucking drink. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, it's in a different state of matter. And also, it tastes just as shitty. With melted ice water, and you know what I'm saying? Like this, that doesn't taste good either. Straight whiskey oh. tastes good. I just did that for like 10, 12 years, and yeah. then was like, I can't do that anymore. I got you. I hear you. I used to drink whiskey straight, and people be like, "What's in that pint glass you're drinking? Beer?" And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, this is whiskey." And they're like, "You're drinking that like water?" And I'm like, "It's the water of life." And they'd be like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> so then, it's uh, the water of life. <laughs> So it means Gaelic. That's what Gaelic is. Uh, that's what whiskey. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's the water of life. So that's what I would say, and they'd be like concerned for me, and I was like, whatever. But now I can't. I can't do it because yeah, I just um, yeah, whiskey burps. It was like ooh, like oh, that, yeah. Bur- yeah. that whiskey burp hangover. Where you're just like, oh lord, I don't get that with gin. That never happens with gin. That's the that's the that's the little PSA that we talk about here at the Blunt Letters. And now for a Blunt Letters PSA. Old ladies drink gin and vodka because you don't feel like shit afterwards. Ding yeah. ding ding. And yeah, in your twenties, you're like, I don't care. That doesn't taste that good. I'm gonna drink whiskey, and then you feel like shit, and then you get to be forty, and you're like, you know what's great? Gin. Yeah. You know what's awesome? <laughs> Martinis, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's why older people drink clear liquor. I do love a martini, also. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So good. Anyway, so that's what I'm drinking. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Gerbil? Freaking mead, actually, but I left it over here. Hold on, because I have a horn. Nice. Mead. <laughs> Horny mead. The horned mead. Where'd you get this horn? Uh, my sister got it for me for Christmas, actually. That's cool. That's nice. Yeah. Bun ratty. Bun ratty. Yeah. From Ireland. Oh yeah. Is is your bum ratty? 
every day. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Nice job. That's a cool. I want a corn mug. I know. It I was, know. It, it's really it's, cool. I haven't actually used it, but then I started playing that that video game, and I was like, "Oh wait, I have one of them." Hell yeah! <laughs> Are you part Viking? No. Oh, I am. So fuck you, poser! Stop appropriating my culture. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm half Irish, so I mean, Viking, that's not Viking. Vikings were from everywhere. There was there was Arab Vikings. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm all mad about it. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, they're all Danish. No. Just kidding. Just some of them. But yeah. they were Danish. But I know what you mean. The, the original ones, yeah. The OG Danish. My peoples. They, I remember they did a article about the Vikings from that area in National Geographic. And they interviewed these like long lost Viking and, you know, people, families. Mm-hmm. They had my last name. Oh. Spe- spelled correctly even, which is rare because I have the Viking spelling of S-E-N and not the S-O-N, like the English. And they were like, yeah, Petersons, blah, blah, we were Vikings. And I was like, dude, it makes so much sense. <laughs> and so ever since then, I was like, hell yeah, Petersons were Vikings. Cool. Warriors. You need, a, you need a big old hammer. I need a hammer. I need some fancy little combs for my hair and a bunch yeah, of cool yeah. cornrows. Oh, yeah. That would look so cute with your hair. I like that they actually found that, like, Viking men were dandies. They weren't dirty at all. They were the opposite. Yeah, they were, like, that's why they, like, spread so fast. Exactly. <laughs> because they were clean. They weren't because they were, like, <laughs> like abusing women as much as the women would come into town. And, yeah, they would smell good. Yeah, and they yeah. would have, they like, the, they found, like, the men would have, like, different combs for their hair. Like, yeah, their yeah. hair they and then like their beard and then their mustache. Like, diff- like super fancy combs and, like. Yeah. That's really cute. And they'd laugh at them. They'd, like, look at them bathing. That's so weird. And they were, like, women were, like, hell, right. yeah, I like oh, this man, bathing shit. Oh, man, you can shit. get real close to him without throwing up yeah yeah and yeah. so like that's actually a lot of it was like it was like lock up your women because these like dandies were coming yeah. not because these like savages were coming and they wore like blue like bright blue and red yeah coats. they traveled so, like, they everywhere did... they had stuff, <laughs> yeah, they they... Had stuff from all over the world but yeah they didn't dress like shitty and yeah. like crust metal guys like it's just funny when you see them always portrayed as these like crust metal dudes and you're like well that looks cool and all and i'd like to like own that yeah but they were actually kind of fancy men. Yeah, yeah. You know, like fancy ladies with like pretty hair and shit. I'm just like, okay. But they'd kick your ass. I don't know. I just think that's cooler. I think it they is. should portray that at some point where it's like, I'm going to steal your lovely wife and then take all your gold. And it's, it was like, it's, what it's, the it's, fuck? it's what like the English portray themselves as mm-hmm. back then. But you guys, but, they were all gross and matted. And yeah. Like, <laughs> and we were all like cutie pies. Uh, Anywho, only part of me. The other party was a filthy cult, uh, filthy Celt, and probably did have matted hair and bum ratties, bum ratties, and running around (laughs) in the mud. But it's cool. That's cool. I have no idea what the Polish part of my family was doing back then. Probably just talking to cows. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I have no idea. Potatoes. (laughs) Oh, definitely potatoes. Definitely potatoes. That's all I know about my culture as a Polak, really. As an ancient pole. Yeah, cabbage water and potato. Yeah, I love cabbage. So though. do I. It must I fucking be, had it's, some today. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the Polak and the Irish in Ash, me. Ashley made these little cabbage pizzas, basically like just like a, a like a cabbage steak, you know, like a thick slice of it, and then she mm. grilled it, and then just put like cheese and sauce Ooh. on top of it. It was actually really fun. That sounds wow, really that sounds good. good. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. That sounds delicious. I would try that. 
Give us the yeah. recipe now. Give it to us. In a world where orcas hate boats. What the hell? Our rudder is gone and we're being rammed. It's the orcas. In the same world where boats are sentient. Wait, they're being attacked by boats. From the makers of Demon Squeaker and the original Blood Voyage come the next chapter in terror. Blood Voyage 2, Fear Willy. Sentience has spread from that sleepy harbor town to the open ocean and the yachts have become a hive mind out to kill. But they didn't count on the whales fighting back. They are destroying me. Attack them. The orcas were no match for the ships. Outnumbered, they search for the one man that has taken down a man-eating boat, Mr. Captain. Mr. Captain, you have to help them before it's too late. I'll help the orcas, but I'm gonna need two dozen lifeguards, a black and white scuba suit, and the orca from Free Willy. Sir, that animal died years ago in captivity. Then God help us all. Starring once again, Stormy Timeshare as Mr. Captain, Chumley Bubbleguts as the orca translator, Boat as Boat, and introducing Tangy Blowhole as the orca queen. You're up, everyone. We're swimming with the fishes. Um, I don't think that's what you want to say right now. We've got you surrounded and grounded, boats. Give up. I see we meet again, Mr. Captain. You can't keep a good man down. You can if you've got an anchor. No other human orca team up against boats you've seen will probably compare. This late summer, don't miss Blood Voyage 2, Fear Willy. Made it PG-13 because we couldn't afford the extra fuck. Yeah. Michaela, uh, at the end of her Bleed With Me episode, she always says, stay bloody. And and the beginning of the episodes, the theme song is like, plead with me, because, like, that's the name of the podcast. The other day, I was like, hey, we really are bleeding together. I'm bleeding with you right now, because we're both on our periods at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And you slept over, and we were, like, laying in my bed bleeding. And I was like, plead with me. Yeah, and we were just miserable. Yeah. But, you know, in each other's company, so it was, not, it was like, pretty great still. Yeah, and then we kept sharing um, the um, we kept sharing the warming pad or whatever the heating pad. I thought oh, that yeah, was the really heating funny. Pad. Yeah, because we were having cramps, so we kept switching off and playing cards, which is a fun way to pass the time. When you hate your life and your uterus, yeah. <laughs> you're like, ah, skippo. But we were gonna get up early the next day to go see Trina Robbins yes. at the East Bay Comic Con, and. Uh, we did get up early, actually, but... <laughs> but we couldn't get out of the bed. Yeah, we were feeling so shitty from, like, having our periods that we just really had a hard time getting it together. Yeah. But we did get it together for Trina Robbins, and Michaela yeah. looked like a freaking... What do you call it? Superhero, you said. Superhero. I know. Yeah, I went sorry. for it. Well, you know, I like, I wanted to look good. So, like, if you don't know who Trina Robbins is... <clears throat> she is comic book royalty in my book. And she's a cartoonist who's been around since the 60s. She was the first female uh, 
cartoonist to come out with an all women's comic out of San Francisco in the sixties. Like she hung out with all those other misogynist douchebags like R. Crumb and stuff. Although she spoke really well of Spain, which made me happy because I like his art a lot and that he was really supportive and that made me happy. Um, so she's 85. She's fucking so cool. And I was like, she's coming out to Concord, which is this little town out in the Bay. It's not that little, but it's like, not San Francisco. She's came with this little like Comic Con, and I was like, "Dude, we have to go meet Trina Robbins." So I've been loving her for a long time, and Lou or uh, Electric didn't really know about her too much. A lot of people don't, and she was actually the first woman to draw Wonder Woman, which actually wasn't until 1988. Yeah, that was wild. like you'd think that was like the 60s or something. It's like no, like women had written it, but they had no woman had drawn Wonder Woman until. Trina. That's so wild because I think it started in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. Like it was really running for decades yeah. before a woman drew it. And then it was her and she was so badass. Yes. And she also had lived in New York prior to coming out here to do like cartoon or cartooning. Yeah. Drawing. When you draw and you write, you're a cartoonist. When you just draw, you're a comic book artist. Got it. So she came out here to. <laughs> be a cartoonist but prior to that she had been in new york and the lower east side and she had a store called um, broccoli broccoli (laughs) that made badass clothes for like celebrities for rock Rock stars stars. like she is always so i that's why when you were like oh i was like we have to dress up to meet trina like i don't care how old you are she's still a fashionista like she's still fabulous you look at all these old pictures of her in like the flower power era she's like totally dressed up crochet tights flower dresses like looks so fucking cool like she's just oh and like yeah she used to dress mama cass and so we go there she tells you stories about mama cass being one of her favorite people and how she always had a hard time finding these dresses and i literally just watched a mama cass video and was thinking like where the fuck did she find these dresses they're so cool fucking trina robbins was like making these dresses for her making them for her because she couldn't find them in her size and she was just like oh yeah so i made her hella dresses and i was like what the fuck and like Jim Morrison and his girlfriend she she would make dresses for Pam and like I was just like what the fuck you're so cool and then she's like and then I just started becoming a revolutionary fucking first woman to do all this shit and it's like dude but it was so cool to hear about Mama Cass like she was like she had a big personality and she would come up to you and be like like hi I'm Mama Cass blah 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 and like get your name and be really exuberant and I was like that's a cool thing that people don't talk about that I would never know if I didn't like come here go to this like mm-hmm. yeah event and hear trina robbins like talk about these people like that's so cool like the day-to-day what were people like you yeah. know not like their persona or their stage presence or whatever that's really it was like, dope. that was ex- that was super cool yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Michaela, you like <laughs> we like dragged ourselves out of bed. I was like, we gotta go. Dressed up like so cool, like with this like bright red and black dress with yeah. red and black tights and like a black cardigan. Yeah. And I yeah, crazy. you looked hella cool. Mm-hmm. And I was just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans, and I was like, I gotta change. <laughs> I was like, I mean, she did used to dress up Mama Cass, so I mean, yeah, you could I, wear I that, like, but you know. Yeah, I changed into a dress with like you know some kind of style but it was pretty we look like... great i was like we look great and then she tells this story about meeting bob dylan 
because she's backstage and she's the most interesting looking person backstage with this oh, like yeah. like long velvet like embroidered coat and she's like I just looks fucking cool and he came up to me and was just like who are you you're the most interesting person in this room and she was like hell yeah and I was just like see she's our people dude she's our people because I'm like a nobody but I've definitely been in a room with a whole bunch of somebody's and they're like who are you and then I was like why are they talking to this bitch and I'm like I don't know either because I look interesting because I've got a fucking I'm co- head to toe red and black stripes today for some reason. No good reason. A reason with purple hair. That's why you're talking to me. And she clocked us. Like, so we got there. I knew she was speaking and we got there right as she was speaking. Um, and we snuck in total classic BL style. Like we, we didn't try to sneak in. We, we didn't even try. Like, Can we go in here? And then when we in the like, back door, try. we found like the back door <clears throat> into the event and like just nobody stopped us. So we didn't, we just went in so we like accidentally snuck in and then like went right to the one person we wanted to talk to and there's like all these it's mostly like a sausage fest there was a couple women scattered in but it was like you know and like flash gordon was there and i was like that's cool barry bostrick was there that was that's cool. cool but i was like i don't really care about actors you know i'm here to see like creators of art you know yeah so whatever i mean not that actors don't create art but not really so (laughs) not in the same way bro not in the same way okay so i was there to see her and so we just go in there and we walk up and she totally clocks us she's like those two girls are fucking cool because we were we're like the coolest girls in the crowd yeah we were dressed up see a yoga pants you know overalls or whatever you know yeah hoodies and she's totally like making sure you know and we're it was just so magical and so then we go right down to her booth after she's done and wait for her and get to talk to her for like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes and just be like, you were awesome. And she signed stuff. I bought a book for Lupe, the, I think it's the great women cartoonist or the history of women cartoonists. She, she does a yeah, lot great of books. women artists. Yeah. I think she's done a million books. Like she does history of art, history of cartooning, and then does her own um, cartoons as well. And uh, so I got one book for Lupe at my local comic book shop and um, made them search for those books and then shame them for not having more. It was hella fun. I mean, it's California. They took it very well, but I was like, I mean, you should have Trina Robbins. And he's like, well, there's like 3,000 things to stock every month. I was like, I know. I used to run, I was a, I was like, I was assistant manager of comics and comics in Berkeley, which like, again, is sort of a dick move because I'm like, you are in a small town. I was running a big, you know, and I was like, I know. But he's, he's like, oh, okay. So I was like, I know. I'm just giving her time. I was like, but we did always have Trina Trina Robbins on the shelf. Like, I totally, like, jabbed it right in at the end, though. I was like, no, I'm, I'm fucking with you, but we did always have Trina Robbins. But he had some great books, and there was a book that she was so excited to see because she's, like, almost no one has it, and it's a bit controversial. So she signed that for me, and then she signed for Lou, and we were just like, you're so cool. And we told her what we do, and we were just like, yeah, we couldn't have done it without you. And she just looked, honestly, like, super touched, and it was just worth telling another woman that. I don't know. I was like... I think so. I was like, I, you, I, we couldn't do any of this without people like you. And then her husband, which I didn't know, I didn't realize until I talked to the guy at Flying Colors, is the guy who draws, um, the only other person I really cared about, which I told you, I was like, oh, the guy who draws Howard the Duck is going to be there. Her fucking husband oh, yeah. draws Howard the Duck. And I was like, you two living in an old Victorian in San Francisco, can I be adopted, please? Like, <laughs> do you need someone to, like, walk your dog or wash your dishes? I don't even know. Um... And he just was beaming. Like, I saw him behind her, like, listening to us, like, just telling her, like, how amazing she was, like, beaming behind her, just being, like, so proud. It was, like, little cute wife. 
It was great. She deserved it. She really does. Awesome. He knows that. That's why he was all like, oh. Yeah. And my girl's so cool. No. These girls are cool. And my girl's cool. They all like her so much. It was great. It was great. It was it was so and then we left. We were like okay, And then we I... didn't <laughs> we didn't go look at anything else and like just jetted. And it just was so I was like, if anyone even like clocked us at all, it was like these two bitches just snuck in, went to Trina Robbins, talked to Trina Robbins, and then just left and didn't talk to anyone else. Like we literally just didn't I was like Mark Bodie was there and I think he's cool, but I was like, I don't really care. I was like, I'm out of here. I took a picture of an R2-D2 robot, and then I was fine. Yeah, you had to go You had to go to a party, and I was just bleeding. So I was like, take me home. Go to your party. Yeah. yeah. I bled at the party, too. But anyway, Trina Robbins, you're amazing. And I just wanted to mention we met her, because she's cool. And, you know. Yeah. Wonder Woman sci-fi. Great moments. <laughs> Great moments. Yeah. A slice of life. For free. Are you a fan of all things horror? Do you love getting goosebumps and feeling the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Then you won't want to miss Michaela Superstar of the Blunt Letters new podcast, Bleed With Me. Join Michaela and her guests as she takes you on a journey through the darkest corners of the human psyche, exploring the twisted and terrifying world of horror. From supernatural creatures to serial killers, Bleed With Me will leave you on the edge of your seat and begging for more. So turn off the lights, grab your headphones, and join Michaela Superstar of the Blunt Letters for Bleed With Me. Listen now on your favorite podcast app. All right. Welcome back to the Blunt Letters podcast. We're going to talk about the Lunar New Year's. Welcome to the Year of the Dragon. Da, 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 da. It is time for the dragon. Now, last year was my year. This is your year, year now. Yeah, that's right. I'm a dragon. I was born in... 1988. Ooh. If you were born in 1988. Wood dragon. No, earth dragon. Earth dragon. Right? Earth yeah. dragon. Dang, girl, you know your dragons. <sighs> I looked it up. Nice. I remembered. This year is the wood dragon, though. And right, this is the wood dragon, but you're an earth dragon. That's correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, you totally nailed that. Oh, I'm a rat. Ooh. You are totally a rat, aren't you? I absolutely am. <laughs> I knew a John the Rat as well. Yeah, yeah. My first husband was a rat, and his name was Sean. It's weird. Yeah. Mm. I'm a bouncy little rabbit. Super cute. Yeah, cute so times. if you were born in 2000, 2012, 2024, that's this year, you would also be a dragon. If you're born in 2012, do not be listening to our podcast. You're too young. Too young. Jesus. Hear you, hear you. Where are your here. parents right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, people of the dragon usually possess a natural courage, tenacity, and intelligence, often is displaying enthusiasm and confidence. So maybe they're being rebellious against their parents listening. That's fine. I can back that. Just don't get me in trouble, kids. They'll be like, Michaela Thuvertar said to do it. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, get out of here if you're going to do some shit like that. Don't be a narc. In Chinese culture, <laughs> uh, the and this is from like a website that was based in like China specifically. So okay. I don't know like if it's different for other Asian countries or groups. Yeah, I mean Lunar New Year isn't just Chinese. Yeah, so that's what I think too but I don't, I don't know if it's correct to call it the Chinese Zodiac you know like I'm not sure what the correct word is. Oh well is. the Chinese Zodiac isn't the same as the lunar year. year. Right. Right. 
Okay. So you could talk about the Chinese zodiac. That's okay. All right. I'm just, you know, checking. I don't know. So I'm learning moment. Okay. In Chinese culture, the dragon holds a significant place as an auspicious and extraordinary creature unparalleled in talent and excellence. It symbolizes power, nobility, honor, luck, and success. 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, Okay, so 2024 is forecasted to bring about opportunities, changes, and challenges. Every year is like that, so okay. If you're seeking I know. a shift in your current lives, this year might offer a favorable chance. So, we'll see. Yeah, right. I did decide to be a lesbian, so maybe I'll actually stop being single. Maybe that's what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, it could be. Sean keeps saying I'm not a lesbian because... I have a history of having sex with men and I'm pan technically or whatever because I'm pan or whatever I can't say I'm a lesbian I was like that seems like an odd rule but okay yeah that's a rule <laughs> he keeps correcting me he's like you're not a lesbian and I was like well I've known lesbians that have a history with men if I'm not gonna go out with not- guys anymore maybe yeah. you know and he's like well I think he actually just doesn't believe that I'm off the dick and he's probably <laughs> not giving right. up the D. He's like, you're never, you're not. But I'm like, I might, I just might. The right, the right person out there. Sean has very specific criteria for certain labels. I recall really a conversation does. where we were talking about the difference between dating and oh right, seeing and someone. seeing someone. And I was like, I didn't know those were different. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. Yeah. No disrespect. I just didn't no, know. No, I didn't either. That's why I was like, oh, I guess I can't be a lesbian. That's cool. Whatever. I don't know. Well. I'll just keep being Michaela. There it's are fine. things you can do to bring yourself extra luck this year if you Ooh. want to take action. I'm gonna. Okay. You can give out red packets to kids and Albert no. elders to no. cast away the bad That's luck. That's not going to get me laid. Come on. All right. Fuck that. Besides packets? What does that even mean? Like m- crushed... Those money envelopes. I know. I'm just being silly. Yeah. Like crushed red pepper packets. That work? <laughs> those are red packets. That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking like hot sauce, like Taco Bell fire sauce. That's, yeah. That's my version. That's yeah, the yeah. like American version of that. Yeah. Hand out hot sauce. Got it. Okay. Uh, besides decorating your house with kumquat trees. Well, that's symbol- not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you said kumquats. Kumquat, not kumquats. Kumquats. I'm like, where do no. you get those? There's Dark a web. lot of kumquat trees around the Bay Area, but not kumquat trees. <laughs> <laughs> those trees that are in San Jose, they smell like kumquats. Dogwood trees is what you're thinking of. They smell like cocks. Yeah, they smell like really fucking gross. They're they smell bad. Jism, jism all over the road. It's they so smell nasty. Like hot jism in the summer. It's gross. You can also wear your lucky colors, <laughs> yellow or red, or eat lucky food like dumplings and ooh rice dumplings fl- and fried flour coated peanuts and cookies, walnut cookies specifically. So lots of good food options to 
increase your good luck. I feel like these are like every new year, though, aren't they? I guess so. Because yeah. red, red was last year too. You got to get some red underpants. I got some on right now, actually. Good I job. bought some in anticipation of my oncoming year because last year we learned that it's actually not good to be in your birth year because yeah. it offends Tai Sui, the god of age in Chinese mythology, and mm-hmm. so you're advised to be more careful about everything in 2024 everything. Mm-hmm. and pay special attention in your workplace and remain diligent and dedicated and take good care of your body i'm glad my year's over yeah few am i right totes not your turn red and purple are predicted to bring good luck for uh dragons and help them avoid trouble so that means i get to wear red and purple which i bought a lot of red stuff this year and your best friend has purple hair but i feel like i bring (laughs) you into trouble more than i avoid trouble it's because i'm not wearing you i'm just near you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not yet just kidding no. <laughs> stop anyway, talking about that you can also have like <laughs> shoes inner clothes outer clothes bags socks you know so there's lots of ways to like integrate a little bit of luck into hats. your wardrobe hats shats. maybe you've heard of shats <laughs> so do you have any predictions for this coming zodiac i like, do yeah i feel like there's got to be predictions i've got my horoscopes horoscopes that's right and i've got my horoscopes horoscopes that's right okay so here's a prediction about remote work evolution based mm-hmm. on what i think of the year of the dragon symbolizes and could bring us The evolution of remote work is expected to continue. Tiny robot golems will come into fashion and replace you during your daily duties. You can set it and forget it from the comfort of your own home while your minions carry out the drudgery you hate. They do have a tendency to group together under hats and trench coats, so you may want to store these for the lunar year. Hmm, trench coats, really? I don't think I've ever owned a trench coat my whole life. Oh, I've had a trench coat, yeah. I have one right here. I'm too short and fat. It's like it's a snug look. I want to look like the Hamburglar, you know? <laughs> <laughs> put a I hat put it on, on and, and just be like, fucked. You gotta be, you, I see what you mean, because I'm like too skinny for mine. And like, oh, okay, it, it but looks, that's a better looks, look. Yeah, but it looks weird. You gotta Inspector be like, like Gadget. Like, you gotta be, yeah, exactly. You gotta be like, like, like tall and kind of broad to like, yeah, to, 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 pull, to pull off the overcoat, you know? It's hard. I've yeah. never looked good in one. I'm like, what am I, two kids trying to sneak in the movies? <laughs> what are you, a bunch of golems all <laughs> yeah, taking a break seriously. from their job? Man, okay. I I heard there was a I heard a prediction that um, a giant um, what are those glaciers? You know, there's one that's shaped like a cock and balls. Oh yeah. Have you seen that? I heard that there's going to be more of those. That that wasn't a, that wasn't a one-time thing. That like ninety percent of the glaciers out there are going to turn into cock and balls, and that the the Catholic Church is getting real mad trying to put pants on them. In the year of the dragon. Yeah. Are you sure they won't just cover it with fig leaves like they did in the Sistine Chapel? No. It's pants. The fig, the fi- yeah, the fig leaf will just fucking blow off. Oh right. It's a glacier, you know. It's windy. Well, the guy that discovered the uh 
penis shaped glacier it was a, from a town in Canada named Dildo. No, shut what up. What the fuck? So That's just, crazy. <laughs> That's out of life's little alignments. You're the dragon. All right. Dildo baggins the- finding those ball sacks floating in the ocean. How's that for a sentence? There's a That's sound really bite. That's great. Here's another one. This year, a new organization craze will sweep the land. Goodbye, Marie Kondo, and hello, Helga Piles. Piles are the new best way to keep your stuff in your space. They not, may not be as cute as can be, but they're damn convenient. Early adapters have said, this is fine. Nice. Piles. Piles. You might it's... already have them in your house. <laughs> or your butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see a pile right behind you. I'm an early adapter. It's because you're you're the dragon. Innovator. Noble. (laughs) (laughs) Pioneering. Do you you have any um, predictions, Gerbil? I like piles. I don't know. (laughs) They got to be thinking about sores on butts. I don't know. (laughs) Since dragons are known for their vitality, this year may bring a new vital life force to the world. Could it be a new species of creature from the deep ocean? Or maybe this year will be the year we make contact with extraterrestrial slash dimensional beings. (laughs) Dragons are known for their pioneering spirit, so we'll see what awaits us all. I like these predictions. Dragons. Yeah, who knows what they'll bring. Fuck yeah, man. The year of the dragon will bring about... The end. Jeez, oh, okay, I'm really blanking here. Um, end of what? Uh, Crop dusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I fucking wish. I that would an- be a blessing. I have another one. Okay, go ahead. Okay, dragons are often associated with good fortune and financial success. So I predict there will be an abundance of free piles and community swaps. The gutters will overflow with dropped cash in a surprising grassroots wealth distribution system. Keep your one eye on the ground for lost treasure and always keep another eye on the sky because you never know what you'll see up there. Yeah, but be careful when you're walking because it's like you're looking down and up and you're yeah, yeah. I don't know also, how you're also, supposed to do that. Also look across the street. You, know? <laughs> you got to get the mirrors involved, I think. Or maybe that maybe that's like a metaphor. It means you're going to get hit by a car and win a lawsuit. And yeah. That's, that's where the money's going to come from. Mysterious. The year the dragon will see the extinction of the VR glasses everyone's wearing when obscene amounts of people just walk right into traffic or off of the edge of buildings because they don't know what the fuck they're doing because they have those VR glasses on. Oh no. It was short-lived. It's kind of like those things that caught on fire when you dried them. What? What are the, you know, those little scooter things everyone was obsessed with, but then they started catching uh, on fire and hurting them. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the hoverboard. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, you didn't hear about that? No. Yes. Not only Holy were they just shit. so treacherous, they would catch on fire randomly. That's what's going to happen to these VR things. They're going to start catching on fire randomly, and people are going to start oh walking God. in the traffic, and they're going to be banned by the end of the Lunar New Year. That's my I that's my prediction. That. Oh, why? You want one? No, I just hate that people's faces are going to be burned. Well, they shouldn't be walking around like idiots. 
wearing that <laughs> shit. Imagine the tan lines, people. I know, really. What are you doing? Yeah, disgusting. Get your head out your ass. <laughs> Go outside for a minute, you know? Like, my gosh. It's true. Those things are weird, and I just can't see how they're safe. So I think they're like the first version of everything. Yeah. I think they're going to get better, but right now, yeah, everyone looks like friggin' nerds wearing them. I'm like, get out of here with this goggle. It just seems sweaty. Who wants to wear goggles, like, all the yeah, time? Yeah, I don't know. It seems heavy of a face. Yeah, for what? So you can People see Google Maps? People had a hard Maps? time wearing masks over their yeah, face, like, and it might save their I, lives. But I they're going to put, like, heavy-ass glasses on their eyes? Like, okay. Yeah, that's how the, 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 the CDC will be like, wear these, it'll protect you from COVID, and then everyone will stop wearing them. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The dragon. <laughs> Are you sick of having things stuck in the cracks of your teeth? Yeah, I'm always getting stuff stuck in there. Are you tired of being embarrassed in public by having some nasty shit all up in there? There's always something in my grill. Spinach or popcorn kernels? Well then, I'm gonna blow your mind out of your asshole! Only nerds have dozens of teeth. Uni-tooth! Uni-tooth! You only need two. One on the bottom, one on the top. No more flossing for me. Those days are over. I was spending thousands of dollars on water picks, strings and flosses and things to put between my teeth, but not anymore. With Unitooth, I'm just ready to go with a clean sweep of the toothbrush. And I'm squeaking clean the rest of the day. Unitooth is adjustable. Use it however you like. Customize your teeth and make however many you'd like. Take them out. Put them in your butt cheeks. You ever heard of the man who taught his asshole to stalk? Thanks, Unitooth. Now I'm living a William Burroughs nightmare. I couldn't whistle forever, but thanks to Unitooth's new two-tooth system, I can toot all day. Toot-toot. Put it in your hand for a fun party trick. Using our patented enamel foam, you put it in overnight in our mold, and it fills in all the cracks, just simply melding all of your teeth into one. The Unitooth. Finally, all your teeth can live as one biome. Prune your garden with your face. Unitooth's patented super hard material means you can bite through things you never thought you could before. Think of the possibilities. Tires, seashells, nutshells, bullets, computer screens, shoes, entire monkeys. Do not use if you are currently possessed or lactating. Get Unitooth and say goodbye to flossing forever. Now all you need is a squeegee. <laughs> squeeze, squeeze. Unitooth, Unitooth. You only need two. One on the bottom, one on the top. Now what? So, UFO? Oh boy, here we go. All right. It's <laughs> <laughs> so hard to explain. UFO UAP update. What's out there? Are we alone? Welcome back to the Blunt Letters Podcast. Tonight, we're talking about jellyfish-shaped UFOs, 
we have a video link in our description of this episode for a couple of videos that were uploaded that show a very interesting looking UFO that's kind of like shiny and see-through but has an overall bell shape and kind of jellyfish look hence the jellyfish UFO but it just kind of glides and hangs there it doesn't like bell and collapse the way that a regular jellyfish would that you would imagine in the ocean so it's kind of like eerie not that it wouldn't be eerie anyway but it's extra eerie because it's just like hanging there all floppy yeah it's really weird it's just the way it's just floating and it looks very low to the ground kind of like not low to the ground but like lower than like an airplane or whatever yeah like it's barely clearing some ceiling or roofs and it's like Jeremy Corbell was the guy who released it, right? That was like the first guy who like put it out there. And he's so interesting because he's like, you know, working with George Norrie and stuff and like all these old school dudes. But like part of me is like, are you just part of this government plan to tell us what's going on, you know, or like, I don't know. He's just an interesting character. He, he has a lot of whistleblowers and like information that I find curious that he's able to put out there and not get like killed or whatever. So it's like, why is he able to put out this information? So he frequently has like the scoop. Yeah. He comes, he's been coming out with a bunch of films. And like I said, working with some like big names in the UFO community. So it's like, um, I don't know. So that's why it was a big deal because he came out with this fucking video. But then when I looked it up, there was a whole bunch of other ones. There was a couple other ones that looked really similar to it. And it's like, yeah, what the fuck is that? It looks yeah. almost metallic or something. At first, I thought maybe it was like balloons, like mylar balloons that had kind of collapsed, but they don't really look like balloons. Like, it's not a bunch of separate things all together. It's like one. It's not moving. One thing. Yeah, it doesn't bob. It just projects itself in through space, like through the air. We both said it, it almost looked like someone had a jetpack on, but with all this shit all over their legs, too, you know, and then didn't move as they were jetpacking. So it's just very odd. It's like, is this a drone from somewhere? Is this like... And no exhaust from a jetpack or anything. Yeah, nothing. Just like... And then, yeah, the military filmed it was like, what the fuck is this? So if they're concerned, it's like, well, then, you know, it's something weird, right? It's some UAP that they can't explain. So... We have we'll have like links on our blog and our show notes to our blog so you can watch these videos on YouTube and stuff. But like it I was like, you know, this is just another example of these unexplained bizarre they're not crafts, you know what I mean? Like there's been a lot of UAPs that are like people think are creatures or seem to be like something that's not quite a craft or a creature. It could just be a light. It could be a shape. There's these, like, rods that people see. So... Or, like, drones from other places or outer space or interdimensional, like, you know, probes. Like, we as Earthlings are sending probes into space, so it could be a probe from somewhere else. Well, I'm just saying, it does. we don't even know... I'm not even talking about, like, what it is, like, philosophically. I'm talking about... The, what they look like it's like they don't even look like ships they don't look like probes they they look like fucking jellyfish that are still in time like that's what i mean like no they don't look like those things there's a whole bunch of things that just look like a worm flying through the air like someone was like that's a glowing worm you know shit like that so it's mm-hmm. just like so yeah if it was like a sphere or something that looked like a um 
yeah, a probe, we would be like, that's probably a probe, right? And there's, there's been those examples. And I have a cool graph that we can also put in the blog of like things that look like lights and things that look like these different things and things that just look odd, right? And what's uh, very... So anyway, so what ended up happening is I was like, okay, so what else could these things be? Like, this is interesting. Let's get into this. And there was this new paper that just was released, um, like published. And if you publish a scientifically peer-reviewed paper, like if this isn't like I saw this on TikTok, this isn't like, you know, me making up portal theories. Like these are, this was a paper written by 11 different international scientists putting this together. So this isn't even one person's opinion, okay? And <clears throat> they've just come out with this whole thing about UAPs and extraterrestrial electromagnetic plasmas. And I lost my damn mind. I was like, wait a minute, this explains so many fucking things. Like this really could explain so much of this phenomenon. And I once again, remind everyone science. what plasma is really quickly too because plasma is a state of matter that we don't see very much on earth so i just want to remind everybody what that is it is superheated matter so hot that the electrons are ripped away from the atoms forming an ionized gas it comprises over 99 percent of the visible universe in the night sky, plasma glows in the form of stars, nebulas, and even the auroras that sometimes ripple above the North and South Poles. So, not quite a gas, not quite liquid or solid. It's or... a superheated gas. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you can kind of think of these different forms of matter as like heat applied to these different uh, states, right? So you have solid. The easiest thing we've always thought of is like ice is the solid, right? And then as you heat up the ice, it turns into liquid. It turns into water. As you heat up that water further, the, the electrons are going to go even faster. And like I said, I think of it almost as like vibrating, right? And then right. You then that's when you get gas because they're all just like going nuts. And then plasma is when you heat it up even more. So it's just essentially like super, super heated gas. Um, and it affects the shit inside of it. So yes, and we did do a whole episode or we talked about plasma on some other episode, but we can't remember now. So just trust us. It's uh, yeah. if you want to see it, put a grape in the microwave. Mm -hmm. What exactly? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never done that. I'll watch a YouTube video because I'm not going to put that in my microwave. I'll try it in my sun. microwave. I'll make a video. Yeah. yeah we'll look at, or look at the sun. Look at the sun. That's plasma. Yeah. So um so okay so plasma's everywhere it's this fourth state of matter we know it exists but what they're just discovering is that the plasmas observed in the thermosphere engage in behavior similar to simple multicellular organisms a phenomenon also observed among plasmas generated experimentally so what they're saying is it almost seems like they're alive and that's what we're getting in so many of these UAP reports is like these things that seem alive or have consciousness, but it's like maybe they're just these plasmas. Ugh, it gets even crazier. So plasmas are electromagnetic entities. Now, this is where they start using the word entities in this paper. And I was like, holy shit. Is this why they started using the word entity in the UAP senate hearing and like the whole like press release i was like what do they mean by entities it might be 
these guys. So way less these... exciting, but way more interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. And well, it's like less exciting for us in some ways because we don't know how to interact with that. But it's also a little bit more exciting because it's a whole new. It's like it's like when people say, oh, there's planets with colors you can't even imagine because you've never seen them. It's like this is like a type of fucking life form that we can't even really understand yet. Right. So we could even maybe end up communicating with some of them but it's just like we don't even understand how they're alive or that they're not alive but how that they could be life anyway interesting we're getting ahead of ourselves so the plasmas are electromagnetic entities that have cellular characteristics and display distinct behavioral patterns which are affected by their electrical properties and this causes them to interact and behave individually or collectively so again they're acting alive for lack of a better term because plasmas in the thermosphere are attracted to electromagnetic activity and descend into thunderstorms and lower atmosphere where they likely account for at least some of the numerous ufo reports so again it's true you'd see a lot of thunderstorm uaps and they'd be like why are they in there what are these lights doing in the fucking thunderstorm and it's like they're just attracted to it that's it. The lights are plasmas in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over the last several thousand years, including the Foo Fighters observed by German, Japanese, and Allied pilots during World War II, and at least some of the UAPs recently reported by jet pilots could be these plasmas. Because um, they, they actually did testable, reproducible evidence in their report. They found that they made these plasmas like in their experiment. And they act they're just like these ones that people are seeing in the thermosphere, which is like, you know, that part of the sky where things fly, whatever. Yeah, I got it. This is so, really exciting. This is like yes. a brand new kind of science. Life form. Yes. Yeah. And like, this is the first time we're able to maybe figure out what is happening. Because, you know, you always want it to be aliens because that's exciting. I mean, let well, me these are aliens for me. Yeah. You want it to be like the little green men in the spaceship, but this right. is something else that's like... You want that to be humanoid carbon-based, and this is something else. But, we, you know, if you read any hard science fiction, there's always stories about gaseous beings and, like, jelly beings and plasma beings and things that we don't know how to... You know, so it's actually, you know, this idea has been around, but now they're actually, like, finding evidence that there is this weird fourth state That's interesting. of life, right? The life could exist only on the fourth state of matter potentially so our plasma is alive um just as plasma represents a fourth state of matter which is neither gas liquid or solid plasmas that form or gather in the thermosphere may also represent an alternate state of life that is not carbon-based like i said and has no genome so since they can take cellular forms these plasmas may also represent a form of pre-life their cellular structures and nucleus and plasma dust crystals providing the framework the incorporation, synthesis, and organization of the elements and amino acids necessary to produce RNA leading to the emergence of DNA-based life. So they're saying that these things could be like the start of life just floating in the air. Yeah. Like all of these combinations of plasma, dust, crystals, fucking like RNA is formed and then um, they can like reproduce essentially 
uh, not like we do, but in this other way, which we'll get into. Well, quickly, I looked up RNA when I was reading this over, and there is something that really put this into perspective for me. Because it's the RNA world hypothesis suggests that life on Earth began with a simple RNA molecule that could copy itself without the help of other molecules. Until recently, RNA was thought of as a little more than a messenger between DNA and proteins carrying out instructions as messenger RNA to build proteins. However... RNA can do far more. It can drive chemical reactions like proteins and carries genetic information like DNA. And because RNA can do both of these jobs, and most scientists think life as we know it began in an RNA world <coughs> without DNA and proteins. Exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> well like bacteria i didn't know rna could do that yeah i thought they were still the messengers this was all brand Mm -hmm. new information it is Mm -hmm. so and so to speculate the plasma like entities could have originally uh, like provided the basis of life for to begin like like this could be how life started on planet earth like it all just gathered up together one day and hit the earth, yeah. So prior to this report, all abiogenic scenarios have been speculative at best. And the findings provided that there are data-based testable theories that we can explain how life began. So they're thinking that this could be literally like how life starts. Like it was just a bunch of dust all up in the atmosphere. <laughs> Your stardust, yeah. So interstellar space, the upper atmosphere of the Earth are permeated by these plasmas, right? And like you said, they take up like 99% of our universe. They're believed to constitute a fourth state of matter and may represent a form of pre-life or inorganic non-biological life. So that was like really hard for me to understand. I was like, I don't understand inorganic life non-biological life i'm not sure i even still understand it um it's pretty amazing because what you're asking (laughs) for is something that's never existed it only as as a concept did non-biological life exist like transformers Mm -hmm. are non-biological life you know yeah yeah and they say that they like grow in size replicate attracted to and make contact and intersect with one another, often releasing kilometers in length plasma dust trails in their way. So they're like, and they had like all these visuals. And like one of them was like this really famous uh, space tether event, which I've seen a million times where it seems like this tether out in space goes out, which is like has, you know, radiation or something emanating from it. And all these UAPs swarm it. And it was like, what the fuck is happening? And so that was like one of those things where I was like, those are definitely UFOs. It turns out this was one of the actual instances they used and used the uh, visuals for to explain that those are actually plasma entities just swarming the radiation around that tether. It makes so much more fucking sense. So I'm imagining this in my mind as like being out in the ocean, having like a big group of algae or something that's like floating around and grabbing onto whatever it can but it mm-hmm. sounds like it might be more like not algae because algae is passive some kind of like yeah like well algae is biological 
Right. I mean, I'm just looking for an analogy to tie it to this world because it's so not of this world. Mm-hmm. But it acts like a an organism that's made up of many parts. And so I'm thinking of like algae floating in the ocean as like a microcosm. Well, it's not necessarily made up of a million parts. It could be one floating all by itself. But in this one instance, they observed like dozens and dozens of them. In, so just in this one instance. Beca- it's and one they were like. Big- blob like one big amoeba no so there was this tether right so there's this like thing out in space and then all these little or you know maybe they could even been a kilometer but all these dots start appearing and flying into the picture and look like they have sentience almost right and they they're like hungry all these little tiny points it's almost like when you drop a piece of candy and a bunch of ants is a better example than algae. Mm. It's like you dropped your lollipop and all of a sudden all these ants started swarming and you're like, where the fuck are these things, right? If you didn't know what ants were, you'd be like, what the fuck's happening? So the ants are plasma in this instant. All these little pieces of plasma started circling this piece of candy in space. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, now I do. Okay. So like they were like using that example to like illustrate the perfect like like the perfect example of these plasmas showing up for this reason that they say they were going to show up and acting just like they're going to act. So it's, I was like, wow, I know, like, I was like, oh, I know this data. And that was really interesting to me. I was like, I guess those aren't UAPs. Like they, they turned my opinion. They were, I was like, you guys are right. Like I, those aren't ships. That's definitely plasma. That makes so much more fucking sense, you know? And they use, they have the pictures again, check out our blog, check out the fucking, Link in the show notes because you can see all the pictures. There's a million, a million pictures that go along with this stuff. Um, Is it drawn like a magnet? Uh, well, it depends. Like they don't really know. So yet they're like some engage in what appears to be a hunter predatory behavior, tracking and then accelerating and piercing wow. other plasmas that may be several dozen kilometers distant. Even striking and intersecting up to 10 or more at varying distance from one another. So they display like all the characteristics of life like plasmas as defined by the scientists. Like it's like they don't know why, but they seem to. Well, they do know why they do because the electromagnetic factors does. It's not like a magnet necessarily, but it will attract them. Sure. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although plasmas in the thermosphere engage in this behavior, they are not biological entities and their actions are mediated by electromagnetic and other non-biological factors, including the incorporation of radiated dust. So again, this is more even like like pushing water around or something with uh, outside factors i guess right it's like it's like water doesn't have a personality but sometimes you think it does when all of a sudden it takes your fucking house away right you'd be like why is the water mad it's like it's not it's just doing what it does right so it's just like these things aren't these things aren't actually thinking they're just being controlled by electromagnetic and factors and dust anyway 
this is so crazy. I was like, it's does this really make sense? Crazy. I know. I was like, I'm like trying to understand how it's alive, but it's reacting like within the laws of like its existence. Like you just gave a really good example of how water behaves. Mm-hmm. And like I thought of like a water droplet falling down like a, a wet window pane and how mm-hmm. it a- accumulates more water as it goes down. It all becomes a bigger blob kind of thing. And it's affected by a lot of things. Like in the upper atmosphere, plasmas react and possibly form in response to like intermittent turbulence, geomagnetic storms, coronal mass ejections, like we said, the sun, solar flares, eclipses, the waxing and waning of sunlight, atmospheric waves, radiation from radio transmitters um, and heating facilities. The incorporate and uh, like we keep they keep talking about the incorporation of dust which i think is just so interesting it's like dust is such an important part of the universe um and yeah. so that all so all those things will have an effect like you like like the magnet like you said like these things will affect plasmas and can form them and then they form like a complex lifelike shape as well as a nucleus that may acquire dna like capabilities okay so for example Space is permeated by dust, and when a plasma incorporates dust grains, right, it's like, oh, I'll take some of that. The plasma acquires an electrical charge that sucks the electrons, sucks in electrons, which attract positively charged ions, giving rise to plasma crystals. So they get these crystals, which also contain organic matter, including fragments of carbonaceous chondrites. Now, what are those? They seem to be pretty important because they're kind of rare. The technical definition would be a group of stony meteorites characterized by the presence of an appreciable amount of carbonaceous material other than free carbon, diamond, and graphite. But what does that mean, right? So carbonaceous chondroids are an extremely rare group of meteorites, which have been known to obtain organics and amino acids, which we know are the ingredients of light of life. And also they have water. So they're the most primitive and pristine materials of the solar system and can provide a unique information of where water and the building blocks of life, like amino acids, were formed and what planets are made from. So it's like these, when they, when these things get into the plasma, so like electrostatic forces and the polarization of the plasma can cause this plasma dust crystals to twist and spin and form structures that can evolve into a double helix structure similar to the helix of DNA. Whoa. So essentially you, you just have this like storm of all this shit together and then they're finding that it can actually create life. That's <laughs> like how stars are kind of made, exactly. right? Right. Like stars are just a bunch of dust and gases that all are drawn together and then like explode into a star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds a lot like what this plasma is doing. Right. Because it's like it's theoretical, but the exchange of electrical charges could be likened to the horizontal gene transfer. Um, like, which is. It's I'm trying to explain it in an easy way. It's like it's not like how we reproduce that's like your genetic the movement of genetic information across normal mating barriers right that's what this says here so it's like xy right but then trans there's three different ways that you can horizontal horizontally transfer your genes i guess transformation 
conjugation and transduction. And essentially, these are just ways of saying that it's like bacteria, right? So like bacteria cells can like hit each other, directly connect, and then they can like reproduce that way. Some bacteria put these like put these little tendrils out and connect and they reproduce that way. Some bacteria have a virus and the virus gets into the bacteria and reproduces that way. So essentially it's more like bacteria is the easiest way to think of it is how bacteria can just multiply, right? But they're not having sex. Not human style. Bacteria yeah, style. Not at all. Yeah. Well, they're not having sex at all. They're literally just like splitting off. Colliding. In injecting. all these ways. Yeah. Yeah. All these, these three forms. So anyway, these three extraterrestrial plasmas filmed in the thermosphere may represent non-biological form of pre-life before the acquisition of RNA and then DNA. Further, when they descend into the lower atmosphere, they would likely be classified as UFOs when observed. So again, they're just saying this is just some weird fucking... Space dust. Giant. Yeah, like bacteria almost living in the, the sky and they, and there was all these like you know they were like it could be those lights that we talked about those like brown light mountain lights they're like those are probably just plasma oh my like don't God. worry about it you know and i was like this all makes so much fucking sense there's so many just lights mysterious mm-hmm. lights out in the random places and people are like what the fuck is that i know i know and they're like it's plasma don't worry about it and like they Ooh. see them alive and they're like oh they are it's like what? They're not gonna oh, do nothing. Oh, just not in the way you think, though. They won't do nothing. Don't worry. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes so much sense too because they're drawn to like these energy spots and like how many times have you heard of like even us talking about UAPs showing up around like volcanoes, nuclear power plants, seismic activity centers, like all of that tracks for plasma mm-hmm. yeah it's wild that like there could be superheated matter in our atmosphere like i wonder how that's affected by global warming mm-hmm. exactly exactly question mark question mm-hmm. mark mm-hmm. maybe yeah. we're seeing more uap activity because there's more superheated areas in the atmosphere yeah exactly and then they're like, oh, let's go here. Let's go down here. Let's go in the thermosphere. It feels good here. And then we're like, oh, no, UAPs. Oh, no. And, they, and then they, like, they do give off like a self-illuminated glow. So it's like people are like, oh, I see this glowing light. And it's like, well, yeah, it's just a plasma. Again, it's like it, all these things, all of these things, like not a solid metal structure is what the astronauts were saying. When they, these astronauts have been seeing these things when they go on the space shuttle and they're like, it's not a solid metal structure but it looks kind of like it's metal. And it's like That's kind of like the UFO that we were talking about. The Mm -hmm. jellyfish UFO. But it's, I don't know, that was such a weird one because it kind of seemed solid, it kind of didn't seem solid. It was very bizarre. It is weird, right? It looks all shiny, like Mm-hmm. Like crumpled aluminum foil. Like it had different planes of shininess. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, very bizarre. But then it's like, well, plasmas have crystals. Isn't that what a crystal looks like too? Mm-hmm. It, it's like mm-hmm. different, like broken surfaces. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. It could have just been a plasma. It could have just been a plasma. So many things to so be plasmas. Interesting. Yeah. 
could you imagine we've been living along this life being or this being or whatever like our whole lives since forever since like human antiquity and like mm-hmm. just didn't even know yeah the one thing that i thought was really interesting is that in this scientific paper they talk about yeah the hesdalian lights or whatever hesdalian hesdalian whatever lights and uh i don't know all these fucking instances thousands of instances but then they say in the paper not all uap or plasma and i'm like oh shit, oh, shit. they specifically it, spell it they out. say it they do it must be stressed that some uap appear to possess technolo- technology far superior to our current technological capabilities it is admitted by the officer of the director of national intelligence the uap appear to demonstrate advanced technology in 2023, Ryan Graves, an F-18 pilot, reported to U.S. Congress that he and his squadron have repeatedly observed UAPs, which he described as dark gray or black cubes, inside of a clear sphere, where the apex or tips of the cubes were touching the inside of that sphere. Whoa. He also concluded that these UAPs demonstrate advanced technology. So Whoa. as of this writing, plasmas that are quote-unquote dark gray shaped like black cubes have not been observed in space or created experimentally though they may appear dark if filled with dust so they're like listen we still again there's that graph it's like there's still things we don't know what they are there's still craft there is still little green men but a lot of them are just plasma wow so it's like they're mm-hmm. making that very clear. Yeah. Like they're being like, no, there's still some weird shit out here. Yeah. They're like, we, the former Navy commander David Fravor also observed vehicles with superior technology. So it's like, they're, they're like, we're not saying all of these things that these highly intelligent people saw were wrong. We're just saying a lot of these squiggly, crazy looking ass things and lights are probably just plasma. What if the like crafts or whatever are like sending these plasma goops out into collect information about what's in the atmosphere even maybe i think they're really just a natural phenomenon i gotta be honest with you oh, i see i think it's a totally separate thing i think it's just like the portals where it's like i think they're just opening because I think it, just ha- it happens space yeah the way a tornado opens up and rips the world apart you know it's just a thing that we're just not we don't understand it quite yet right it's just one of those things so I think there's just another natural thing. Again, this is why I love this podcast, because it's like we are looking for the scientific explanation. I'm not upset to find out that the squigglies aren't alien beings coming to suck my brains out. I'm glad. It's like, cool, <laughs> it's just plasma. Thank God we know now what all these like hundreds of fucking cases are. Are no, there still right. hundreds of cases that we don't know? Of course there is. But it's like, oh, wow, that's fucking cool. Like we know what that tether event was. I don't want there to be 10,000 fucking tiny ships going out to check us out. That's terrifying. Like, I'm glad it's fucking plasma. That's <laughs> Acting a really like bacteria. Good yeah. It's like, whoo, cool, because that was a lot of ships. <laughs> you know, it's like, that was a lot of fucking <laughs> ships, man. That's not cool. They're a kilometer, they're, they're a fucking kilometer wide. That's not okay. But it's like, oh, it's just plasma. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. A kilometer wide ship was really, really big. Yeah, yeah. How, how many beings would be aboard that? You know, a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So anyway, this is phenomenal. I just was like, this is the kind of science I live for. I don't even barely understand it. Um. One of the people, 
on this paper teaches at the University of Arizona in Tucson. And I was like, is that what Sean teaches? If it is, I wonder if he can't get him on our show to talk about this some more. Dude, you got to ask Sean. I'm going to. And also just a little PSA on a down note, but, and you know, I'm not trying to get us in trouble again, but one of the authors of this paper um, was a professor at PPU, which is the Palestine Polytechnic University in Hebron. I couldn't find if he was still alive or not, but it seems like reports are that all the universities have now been destroyed um, in Gaza. So that place is gone. I don't know if he's gone. His job is gone. Um, a lot of the updates I could find out about the colleges were written like October. Um, and then there was a lot of stuff about how the universities had to close their door in October just because of all the horrible things happening with the military. Um, and then no one was allowed to enter or leave the city. So essentially that place he was teaching at and learning all these amazing things was probably destroyed. Like some students were like arrested. One was killed where he was teaching out of. Um, and so as far as I could tell, um, they stormed the Palestine Polytechnic University in December, and I haven't heard anything since. But last I heard, they literally destroyed every single university that was in Gaza. So that sucks. And that we were, you know, that dude was obviously doing a lot of amazing work, and I hope he's safe. Like, I hope everyone's safe there. But, you know, just one more story about a really important places and people and things we're losing right now in the world so just wanted yeah. to throw that out there too it's pretty fucked up yeah. it is really fucked up <laughs> it's really fucked up and uh he was one of yeah the 11 people that wrote this paper this is how like so many times politics have influenced science yeah absolutely yeah and the future of science because all those people that were learning from him can't now all the people that were in college right now aren't all the kids that were in fucking grade school aren't so that's how you destroy an entire culture and that's how you fucking fuck science over so anyway not to down not a down note but again every, anybody i just wanted to i just thought it was interesting i threw i looked at the people writing the paper and i was just like oh i hope that person is okay let's hope for the best so he can find some more crazy fucking shit that i'll never figure out that's for sure yeah. Really exciting <laughs> yeah. science. Yeah. Yeah. Have you recently experienced missing time? I don't know where I was most of last Thursday after my Zumba class. Has your butthole become sore and swollen from unwanted anal probing? I had to buy a standing desk for work. Are you scared to go out into the wilderness for fear of being abducted? Maybe you have recovered memories of ETs and unexplained craft? All of the above. Then this is a product for you. Introducing the only field-tested ET deterrent currently on the market not currently involved in a class action lawsuit, UF No. UF No fits conveniently in any purse or mid-sized pocket, so you can always be ready for sudden alien encounters. UF No is a polycarbon sheet that when used properly will interfere with most ET location detection methods. The space-age technology uses nano-cameras to act as the ultimate camouflage, making you nearly invisible, as long as you remain completely still. UF No covers and disables... Human musk, 
thermal signatures. 92% of ET microchip technology not useful in Zeta Reticuli and Gorgon Tech. Hyperventilating, nervous farts, fear burps, sneezes, even if they end in sharts and oopsie poops that are often associated with being scared shitless. Simply wrap yourself as tight as you can in our patented, slightly breathable UF No Sheath and wait out the nightmare. Just listen to these lab-tested results. I do not comprehend. I was just detecting a viable human buffalo 3.4 yards away, but now I'm no longer getting any readings. Curious. Affirmative. I, too, am confused, for I no longer smell the disgusting monkey funk that is Homo sapien. Let us move on to the next room in hopes of a successful probing. Affirmative. Listen to these testimonials. I can finally poo without crying. I no longer have flashes of my hybrid alien baby while driving to my job. Thanks, UFNO. Now I can work at the power plant without worrying about waking up in a different zip code. Thanks, UFNO. Now I can finally go camping with my buddies again without fear of deep anal penetration or needles in my eyeballs. Do not use UFNO if you currently plan on raising an indigo child, Starseed, as it will seriously burn them out. Do not use UFNO if you have been recently in front of a microwave, a dishwasher, 24 karat gold, or 32 ounce beverage containers. Discontinue use if you are still being abducted while using UFNO, as you are likely being taken by reptilians, and your attempts to evade them are futile, and will only ensure an increased wrath. Do not use UFNO for extended periods of time. As a result, you may experience uh, pustules and boils. Itchy nostrils, shriveled eyelids, and death. Do not use while being probed by anything other than aliens. Some users may experience a hideous rash shaped like Abe Lincoln, feet hands, chronological thong disorder, easily bruised flabber bits, and a propensity for piles of pancakes and alliteration. Do not use if you're French. Do not use if currently possessed or lactating. Get, Get yours today, today and keep the ETs away. away. Oh, Lord, the plasmas are alive. <laughs> Ooh, you said it. <laughs> the sky is alive with the sound of plasmas. <laughs> Which sounds like a bunch of bees in a hive, according to Michaela. I, I don't know. That was just my, that's what I think of. It's like it's vibrating so hot that it's just like buzzing or something. Yeah, I'm- Mm-hmm. I think that, so. That tracks. <laughs> That's how I feel when I get hot, bothered, crack, a bunch crack, of bees crack, in my belly. Oh yeah, that's true. I you know I always think about how like things on the on the micro scale often reflect things on the macro scale. Mm-hmm. And like when you were talking about plasmas earlier, I was thinking about stars. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're made out of. Yeah, it's so amazing that it's like, so from the so tiny to the so big, it's like all kind of similar in structure. It's all part of the universe. It's all the golden spiral, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> golden that's ratio. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Most well, things are. Thanks anyway. for listening. Thanks for listening. If you made it through, I hope we didn't put you to sleep. Or maybe I hope we did put you to sleep. It's a perfect one to fall asleep to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. We'll keep you up to date on, you know, the new science around plasma because this is breaking science and it's really exciting. So we'll keep on top of it as it relates to all things. Uh, I don't know, UAP. Yeah. yeah, it was just so it, like, honestly, whenever I find something that 
scientifically can explain all these anomalies, I'm so here for it. It's like, this sounds right. It's like the holographic universe, you know? And like, it's like that explains like ghosts. It explains deja vu. It explains like mm. psychic healing. Like there's so many things that it explains. It was like, that. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, so it's just one more of those, to me, victories of science over spooky little Michaela being like, but it's spooky. And it's like, no, it's like, those are my two hemispheres in my brain. One is like, but it's spooky and it's spiritual and it's just go. And it's like the other half of my brain is like, don't be stupid. Yeah, no, it is not. There is definitely both. an explanation. It yeah. could be both. You don't, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, we don't that's... fully understand it yet. So it it's could definitely true. like encompass both things. And I definitely see the room for it to do that. So but there is a part of me that's satisfied when it's just something is solved, you know, on some level. Yeah. Even if it's just that one instance or the fucking glowing lights or whatever. It's like, honestly, whew, me too. I, I like to know. I am oh, yeah. a truth seeker. I'm not just a conspiracy nut. Right. So, yeah. Truth found. Thank Hell you, scientists. Yeah. Thank you, scientists. Mm-hmm. And thank you, uh, Year of the Dragon. We're like diving into a new year. Mm. Yeah. You didn't even know. You were at my house know. that, and I was like, "Happy New Year!" And you're like, "It's not yet." And I was like, "Yes, it is right now." And you're like, "What?" I saw a sign on the street that said "Lion Dance," February seventeenth. So I thought that was the weekend of the New Lunar New Year, and it turns out it was the weekend prior. And I was like, "I fucked up." All I right, we were up. playing Skippo. It was cool. Yeah, it was. It's it was a to great, celebrate. great time. If you guys never played Skippo, go out and get it. It's a great game. So easy. They even have it in Braille. Deck of cards. Yeah. Accessible. Well, listen to us everywhere you can. And that includes YouTubes. We got YouTubes. You can be a Patreon and see extra stuff you can watch us do. That's right. And yeah. check us out at thebluntletters.com and you'll find <gasps> oh, links to everything and our blog, which always has show notes. And we'll have a lot of this stuff that we've been talking about tonight because we know pictures. Very science heavy. So I saw a lot of people looked at one of our last science blogs a bunch, and I was like, "Yeah, see, mm. you need the visuals." Yeah, it helps. Yeah, it, it does, does help. help. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes just see the words too, you know. Seriously, yeah. dude, this is a lot. And yeah, we'll have a link to the paper. You guys can read the same paper we read. It is hefty, but you it's know, interesting. You can make your way through it, and yeah, there's visuals. So um, check it out. Follow us on TikTok. I think our regular page is back. So, like, so at the blunt letters, <sighs> follow us wherever, wherever. Yeah, follow us everywhere. Come on, guys. Our Instagram's killer too. That's right. Memes all day. And don't memes, forget to check memes, out memes, memes. Bleed with me if you're a horror fan. Or oh even, yeah. Or if you're too yeah. scared of horror but you want to know about it, like me, I listen. It's, it's a true. great show. That's how Electric finds out about all the horror movies. Yeah, without having to watch them. Because yeah, you don't have to watch it. You can hear people be funny about it. Right, and then I could talk to my cool friends. Yeah, and a lot of my childhood, which now everyone's getting to hear about. Mm. That's what happens when you do a podcast with someone you've known since you were four years old. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening again, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
fucking suck. Science. 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 Science.